0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the people celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. As they listen to the word being read, they confess their sins. Then, the Levites lead the congregation in a prayer of dedication. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Nehemiah chapter 8 on Simply the Bible.
0: As we began chapter 8, we saw that on the first of the month, the people gathered in the open space before the water gate near the temple in Jerusalem. And Ezra the priest stood on a wooden platform and read the book of the law, probably Deuteronomy, while the Levites stood among the people in small groups, explaining what was being read. Now, the people were convicted when they realized how far they had fallen short of keeping God's commandments. And then they began to mourn and weep. But their leaders, Nehemiah, Ezra, and others, told them that it was to be a day of rejoicing and feasting, for the joy of the Lord was their strength. And the people went home and ate together and rejoiced because they understood the Word of God. And when you understand God's Word, it will always lead to the response of joy. We continue in Nehemiah 8.13. Now on the second day, the heads of the fathers' houses of all the people with the priests and Levites were gathered to Ezra the scribe in order to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law which the Lord had commanded by Moses that the children of Israel should dwell in booths during the feast of the seventh month and that they should announce and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem saying, go out to the mountain and bring olive branches, branches of oil trees, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of leafy trees to make booths as it is written. Now, this was the Ninth month, okay, the September, October time of the year is now the second day. The second day, it was just the leaders that came out. It was kind of a leadership conference, you might say. And as they're reading the law of God, they come across the commandment to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles was to commemorate their time in the wilderness. And they would, for seven days, they would live in booths constructed with Uh, branches of trees and they would even leave like little spaces where they could see the stars uh, at night. And the whole idea was to remind them of how God had provided for them when he took their forefathers out of Egypt into the wilderness for 40 years. God took care of them and ultimately brought them to the promised land. And there's just something about getting out from your comfort zone and, you know, sleeping out under the stars where you don't have those comforts. And you're reminded of what they all went through during those 40 years. And uh, I'll never forget, on our 25th wedding anniversary, I told my wife, Cindy, what do you want to do? And she said, you know what I'd really like to do is go on a backpacking trip. And We spent like five nights uh, backpacking out in the sawtooth. And, you know, got to experience sort of, you, you rough it, you get away from the conveniences of home, but there's just something so awesome about that when you're there in God's creation. And I think just just remembering their forefathers in the wilderness was, was sort of the whole point. And uh, so they thought, let's do that. And let's come back on the 15th of the month is when they were supposed to celebrate it and they would bring everybody for the next seven days. Verse 16, Then the people went out and brought them and made themselves booths, each one on the roof of his house, Or in their courtyards, or the courts of the house of God, and in the open square of the water gate, and in the open square of the gate of Ephraim. So the whole assembly of those who had returned from the captivity made booths and sat under the booths. For since the days of Joshua the son of Nun, until that day the children of Israel had not done so. And there was very great gladness. Also, day by day from the first day until the last day he read from the book of the law of God and they kept the feast seven days and on the eighth day there was a sacred assembly according to the prescribed manner there was just great wide participation there hadn't been this kind of participation with the feast of tabernacles like this now they had celebrated the feast of tabernacles at other times but it seems that everybody got involved in this Everybody was wholehearted about it and probably because they had been listening to the Word of God and they just wanted to respond in obedience to the Lord. And what was the result? There was great gladness. Now, here's the secret. If you would want to experience great gladness in your faith, then it comes when we fully obey the Lord. If you're just sitting on the fence, you're never going to experience the great gladness of the Lord. Joy comes through obedience, when we have aligned ourselves with God's purposes. And that is so much better and more long-lasting than any thrill that the world can offer. Now, on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting in sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins, and the iniquities of their fathers. So the third day later, they come back, 24th day of the month, and they gather again. And this time, they gather for fasting and wearing sackcloth, which was made from goat hair, or kind of like a potato sack material, and dust on their heads. And this was a t- time of mourning. Now you say, well, well how is that? They were just rejoicing for... Uh, being obedient during the Feast of Tabernacles. Now they come back and they're fasting. And the reason was during that whole seven days of the Feast of Tabernacles, they were listening to the Word of God and they were convicted by the fact that they had not lived up to it. They had not done what God had said and and thus they were mourning over that. Now previously when they tried to mourn, you know, Nehemiah Ezra said, hey, don't don't do that. This is a holy day. Don't Mourn, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But now was a time where it was appropriate to mourn. And, and we see that in our Christian life. There are times of great joy. There are times of great sorrow. There are times when we need to mourn over our sins because we have hurt the heart of God. And that is definitely a part of our Christian experience. Now, if God would so bless us with revival in our day, then we need to know what to expect. The truth of the matter is, you can't have revival without repentance. You can't have blessing without brokenness. You can't have comfort without confession. If we would experience genuine revival, then God's given us the prescription in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That is what is needed because we have all sinned and fallen short of God's commandments. We have as a nation, we have individually. And when we start taking ownership for that and sense the godly sorrow that comes with realizing that we have hurt the one who loves us the most and we have disobeyed him, we've been unfaithful, you see, when your heart breaks over that and you, you, you break your heart, you tear your heart, as it were, that's when revival comes. Well, what did they do after this time of confession and repentance? It says in verse 3 that they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one-fourth of the day, and for another-fourth they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God and so after this time of godly sorrow what, what did they do next well they had this craving for the word of God they wanted more of the word of God and so they listened for three hours in the morning and then the next three hours they spent in confession and worshiping the Lord now they didn't have any comfortable seats they were standing up in this open square and yet God had so touched their hearts that they were hungry for the word. And uh, that's really what we need today. That sort of hunger in the hearts of God's people for his word. Then we see that there were eight men who stood on the stairs of the Levites and cried out with a loud voice to the Lord their God and the Levites and then another eight. Some of the people were the same, uh, but there were eight men that then said, stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. And so what they wanted to do now was bring everybody together in a congregational prayer. This is the longest prayer that is written in the Bible. And it began by saying, blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth And everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. So the beginning here of giving God thanks for the fact that he is the creator. All we have to do is look around and see the creation that he has made and know that he is the creator. And yet so many people won't do that. You know, I mean, if if you were to go to Florence today and you look at that amazing statue of David sculpted by Michelangelo and say, well, you know, he didn't sculpt that. actually just came into being on its own. Everybody would think you're crazy. And yet as we look at this amazing world, the amazing human bodies that we have and how they function and and to not give glory to God over these things uh, is foolish. So we begin there. He's the creator. He's deserving of our praise. Even all of the armies of heaven are worshiping him. And we need to join in the chorus. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give him the land of the Canaanites. To give it to his descendants, you have performed your words for you are righteous. And so they're going through here the history of Israel, beginning with God calling Abram out of the land of the Chaldeans into a land that he would show them, and he would give that land of Canaan to his descendants. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the people of his land for you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a name for yourself as it is this day. You delivered our forefathers out of Egypt and you divided the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land and their persecutors you threw into the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. You know, that's a scene I would love to see. (laughs) I'd love to have been there to, to walk through that Red Sea with these mighty waves on either side and just ready to crash at any moment and then see them crash over Pharaoh and his army. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire to give them light on the road which they should travel. So we're going to end it there today, Uh, just, just getting started in this prayer. But we will see how the Levites continue to show God's faithfulness to Israel, and their unfaithfulness. God was merciful and gracious, even though they were disloyal and disobedient. But you know what? Can't we say the same thing? Can't we all confess that God has been so much more gracious and merciful to us, not giving us what our sins deserve, but giving us the good that we don't deserve? What a wonderful, gracious, mighty God that we serve.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208- three one nine forty eight sixty that's 208-319-4860. tomorrow we'll see where the Levites continue their congregational prayer by reciting Israel's history of God's faithfulness and their disobedience their purpose is to renew their covenant with the Lord we hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Nehemiah on simply the Bible